Hey, hey. Hey, ho. <laughs> hey, ho. That was a little <laughs> prelude to Christmas there, Cody, the producer. Oh, man. you did it in the wrong voice, though. Anyway, sorry. We're back to the Tour 12 podcast. B, the body hunt is back in. Back in the house. Speaking yep. of the body, B. Speak of it. Worked out two times this week. He's like, that's better than none. That's better than what we have, man. I, I he, he texted me. He said, dude, I lifted today. He said, I'm so weak. I said, my I said my muscles were shaking and laughing at each other. Like one bicep laughed at the other one while they were just trembling. What, so what did you do? I had like a 25-pound dumbbell, uh-huh. and it was just trembling. So you just did some arm curls? I did some arm stuff, and some, I did chest and tries, and then eyes and that was it yesterday he's doing that, he's doing that bodybuilding type work no yeah. let me yeah. tell you why i did weightlifting. No, let, i did weight li- i told you this before we started recording i went to do cardio oh yeah you did and too. i got the treadmill opened it back up laid it down because it's been <laughs> stove up for a while how long has it been uh it's probably we use it some about every january you know we're pretty typical americans <laughs> It uh, opened it up and I got on it and I was all excited, had my podcast ready to go and hit go and it just went blah. Well, <laughs> so I, it don't work no more and it got me out of that little cardio yeah. exercise pretty quick. Well, so here I got you a fix right here, Heath. What's this is that? what you need to get um, so you don't have to worry about that happening. Is this the Peloton? Anymore, ever. You need to get a uh, true form runner. Is that the brand? Yep. It I would a, take your advice it's on It's a that. non-motorized <laughs> treadmill. It, yeah, and it's four it, grand. And you just, all you got to do is start running. Yeah, but that's, that's thirty nine ninety five. dollars Don't matter, dude. Yeah, but I am not spending that much. It's an investment on, in your life. No, I can invest in the mountain You guys have there. any of those at the gym? Negative. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> they're four thousand dollars. <laughs> I was Problem fixing to solved. take you up on it too. We use the, the asphalt outside. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you guys running out there a few times. Yeah, yeah, CrossFit's the definition of working out like with the right whatever you got. Tractor yeah, tires, I mean, sidewalks, yeah. all functional. We can find that. Wherever. We can find something to do. Don't ha- don't have dumbbells. Go to, go to the pantry and grab you something. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, anything something. you can find. Help, help your wife unload groceries. groceries. You know, yeah. get you about seventeen bags in one arm. Mm-hmm. And then they start breaking and falling out. And your wife. I'm just saying, you wouldn't have to worry about. If you'll give me that for Christmas, I'll use it for January. Actually, probably February. I won't be here in January much. I don't know if I can do that or not. It's a big gift. <laughs> Carmen might be a little upset about that. He would. He would consider it. What? He would consider getting me a gift like that if you really thought you would use. I it? would use it for like and get four thousand. Yeah, that'd dollars. pretty much be a waste of money. <laughs> well, at least you're accurate. <laughs> Maybe tell, you could like get him to is. sign a contract or something. I ain't yeah, signing no contract. It'd be broken. <laughs> I'd break it on purpose and tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's the, no motor in it. Yeah, but I'd cut that rubber thing, whatever the what's that called? The tread. Yeah. Well, here, okay. I got of the meal. The tread of How the meal. Rabbit trail. We ain't even got going. We, you said, "Hey, what guess what? I worked out. I just had B was here, so I had to let him know." This will be. This is the better. This is an option. Oh heck no! This is what you can get. You can get you an assault bike. Oh, dude. One point there like you the go. Assault air bike. Yeah. Yep. If you do that thing the way it's supposed to be done for about thirty seconds, you're done. Really? It, oh my god. That one's seven hundred dollars. Yeah. They're they're tough. You're getting close. I do have like ten of these. Yeah. 
That's a staple. Do they make one of them for like 99 bucks? No. <laughs> you can get old Schwinn one probably on eBay. That was the countryest Schwinn verbiage. <laughs> can you say that one more time? Schwinn. Get you one of them Schwins there. <laughs> it is what it is. I'll make no apologies about it. <laughs> Never ever apologize for your... For who you are. Your... your or your God speech given right impediment. <laughs> speech impediment. That's hilarious. It's not an impediment. Anyway, what are we talking about today, Cody? We're going to talk about how awesome the culture is, <laughs> the Door 12 podcast. <laughs> we are talking about culture today, yeah. right? As you can tell, we have a good time all the time. Which is good and bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't degrade your teammates over their voice. <laughs> Brandon just said, we're changing the podcast. We're talking about that. That's hilarious. Hey, that was not degrading. That was just, you called the facts to me like they were. You're going to buy me a treadmill I'm not going to use. I was just speaking the facts like they were. It might not be. I might have took it a little far with speech impediment. But Maybe. <laughs> pushing it a little bit. Maybe. I didn't mean anything by that if you got a speech impediment out oh, no. there, by the way. I was just kidding. <laughs> Take stuff so serious, B. I'm not, I'm not taking it serious at all. So we're talking about culture, Cody. Let's talk about creating a good culture. How about it? Like how to create a good culture? I mean, I'm sure that there's some tips and tricks that we could talk about because we've done stuff like this over a long time, our whole lives. We've been there's, there's, some kind of business or leadership or yeah. Um, when we when I was in high school, we played ba- I played basketball and baseball, and, um, and I only played football one year. wasn't that great, but there's always an element of culture. You know, yeah. culture is basically the environment that you're in and the way you work together. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a simple definition of it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different directions we could go with culture though. I mean, from do I want to get into a certain type of culture? What's the current status of the culture I'm in, mm-hmm. whether it's business or family or. Well, I think that that's uh, <clears throat> important to look at really, you know, if you're trying to get into a new business or. Especially if it's, you know, you're looking at, you know, living your passion. Yeah. You know, you definitely need, it, that that needs a culture that you jive with. Yeah, you know? I've worked in a few environments where, on the front end, it looked really fun, really exciting. It looked like it worked well with me, you know, my personality. And then you get six months in, and you're like, dude, cut my eyeballs out. Is you that know, how like, you feel with South Face right no. now? Well, <laughs> at the end of the year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> working working with all these outdoor companies before yeah. trade show season. No, trade show season is crazy. Last minute. Do last minute yeah i mean i think looking at the culture is is really important just because you don't want to get in a situation where you hate it Mm -hmm. or i mean i guess you could change it if you have the authority in that that organization but a lot of times coming in you don't yeah so so. that's one reason you know that the uh crossfit type community has been as as i think has lasted as long as it has and has been as successful that it is is because the culture that they build in in those places like that you know that that's something that you know people didn't have mm-hmm. in their gyms or whatever they were oh, doing yeah. as far as fitness related things there wasn't a, a, most people weren't in a culture as far as that stuff goes mm-hmm. and it and it offered that you know yeah most gyms you go to, somebody's sitting on the end of a bench Most gyms, just looking in a mirror. Yeah, and everybody's you know? scared to talk to anybody. Yeah. I mean, because everybody's don't want got headphones on, mm-hmm. and everybody. You, yeah, exactly. You go into a CrossFit gym or watch the CrossFit games. It don't matter if you're first or last. Every competitor is going to be rooting mm-hmm. for 
the other competitors. Mm-hmm. They want to see everybody get a better time or, mm-hmm. you know, and so it creates a healthy culture. And that came from somewhere who, who started CrossFit. Greg Glassman. So yeah. it came from him and that's what he wanted, I guess. And doing hard things together and people doing hard things together, that, that does bring you closer to those people. I mean, you got all walks of life in there for that hour from lawyers to insurance agents to people that work on the line at Cargill Mill out here and they're all in there doing the same thing suffering the same way that brings those people closer together you know mm-hmm. and they, have, they all have the same mindset you know they're all going in the same direction they're all looking for you know a healthier lifestyle and things like that and mm-hmm. you know I think that helps build that that culture and when you put it in a atmosphere where everybody is open and feels free and talks to one another and you're not bound or feel intimidated by this guy over here that's got his headphones on and this girl over here that's got their headphones on and you don't feel like you can approach them you know the whole the way that everything is designed is for people to be together and communicate and talk and mm-hmm. and things like that people know? never approached me in the gym cody <laughs> do you wear headphones no they were just they just <laughs> they were intimidated <laughs> it's his size <laughs> yeah it's too jacked oh yeah you know it <laughs> I, I think about um even when it comes to culture like because we obviously there's a lot of opportunities that come and go and evaluating a culture before you get into it, I think, is really healthy mm-hmm. um, to see if it's a if it's a type of culture you think you want to be in. We see in our in our line of work, working with a lot of different companies, there are some great great cultures, and there are some that are kind of toxic, mm-hmm. even though they're doing something they love. But I think you can kind of it depends on what position you're in. If you're a, a leader of an organization, you can kind of gauge your culture. It's just my opinion by how many people want to be a part of your culture. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ain't got people beating down the doors to be a part of what you're doing, there's a chance you might need to improve your culture a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. not always, but that's a piece of it, depending on what kind of work it is, or if it's a gym or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And if you've, if you've got too much to keep up with and like in your case, you're, you're not max, but you're probably close at y'all's yeah, gym. Yeah, we're pretty close. And so you almost can't take on no more. Well, that's a sign of a healthy culture more than mm-hmm. likely. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the same thing in business. Mm-hmm. Um, it don't matter if it's a ball team. I, I had this conversation with a, actually today with a coach and we were talking about culture and, um, you, you want an environment people want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I would evaluate on the front end if I'm fixing to get into something or if I'm starting a business, or getting into a business with someone or whatever is what kind of culture do they have or what's it going to be like? You've got to evaluate that. And the the root of that comes down to the people behind the scenes mm-hmm. more, more so than even the job you're doing, because how many people do we know that want to be in the hunting industry? Mm, everybody, all, all, everybody a <laughs> lot. And, uh, and so, but you can get into the hunting industry and be in a horrible culture and hate your job, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a bad culture. And so to me, it comes down to, from an evaluation standpoint is who who is it behind the scene but this running the operation what's their morals what's their mm-hmm. what's their level of integrity all those things are questions i think you have to ask um that have to make sense and match your values mm-hmm. and and your level of integrity you know mm-hmm. and if those align there's a good chance it's gonna probably be mm-hmm. a pretty healthy culture you know yeah um no, there's a lot of different ways we could go with that cody well i think a good way to to kind of judge that if you're if you're coming into a culture is to 
ask people questions about how well the leader communicates to you, you yeah. know, and if they're not communicating, then there's a good chance that they don't know what they're doing, yeah. you know, and they're just, the culture is not healthy. It's just try to get what you got to get done yeah. to make me look good. If you're communicating well, communicating what's changing, what's growing, then if you, on the onset of coming into that culture, if you know that somebody's going to communicate with you, then I think it's going to help you, um, enjoy it even if it's a little difficult yeah usually breakdowns happen because of miscommunication mm -hmm. it don't matter Most if it's, it don't matter if it's marriage or just friendships or mm -hmm. hunting business or and there's different levels of that like mm -hmm. like if it's a massive global operation that you got a superior obviously mm -hmm. but you may not be talking ever to the leader leader exactly the big leader the main exactly. the main man you know mm -hmm. but as long as you got communication um that definitely helps the process mm -hmm. yeah. for sure i agree what are some other things, Cody? <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> okay, so you got to have good communication. I think you made a good point. In any organization, there's different layers of that. You have to respond to the right people at the right times. Um, I think a good culture is going to be a culture, a healthy culture is going to be one that is on constantly in maintenance mode. Not maintenance mode, but they're, they're in ongoing growth you know, it's not just we're going to stay the same forever. We're always going to be looking at ways to improve and ways to help um, everybody in the organization get better at what they're doing. That's a healthy culture. You yeah. know, if, if you're able to grow, um, I, I've talked to tons of people. I mean, we've talked to people a couple of weeks ago who love what they do, but they want to grow. You know, they mm -hmm. they don't want to just be what they are. And, and we talked to some that can't. Right. They're, they're still, you know, mm -hmm. kind of stagnant because they're not allowed to grow. Mm-hmm. And then you've got people on the flip side that are like 110 miles an hour. Or <laughs> yeah. You ain't got the first deal done. Yeah. And, we're, yeah. and that's exciting, too. Yeah. And, and I there, think there's downfalls to that, too. But oh, yeah. you have to figure out what the culture is. And if it is that 110 miles an hour, you have to learn to temper, you know, all of that and say, all right, we got to finish this. I told you this morning, I want to finish this project because I'm ready to be on to another one. But some, some people are not. They're, yeah. they're just we'll get to that when we get back to it mm -hmm. you know it's just like this constant and that again it's all part of the culture that and for us we work with a bunch of different cultures we work with outdoor industry um we got engineers uh, engineers yeah. you know and they're, they're they're different you know i mean not trying different. to be mean but no they just process they think, different. yeah they think differently you everything's got an equation outdoor people all they think about is killing people killing stuff <laughs> killing people huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the wrong industry <laughs> <laughs> killing stuff you know what i mean like it's just you got all like all these for us all these different cultures that we're having to figure out yeah. You know, how they're working and I think for the best thing for me is just to sit back and listen you know? yeah I think part of the another part of a healthy culture is it kind of this is the over, overlying thing here that you're talking about is is how well is vision kept in front of you for where you're going oh yeah yeah. because the more you have let, laid out in front of you with opportunities or potential here or potential there it does nothing but create excitement mm -hmm. because it because at the end of the day that comes back to you personally at some mm -hmm. level one if it's not there it creates frustration yeah i'll give you a great example my wife she hates it if we don't know where we're going like if uh -huh. i say hey where do you want to go eat if we don't know she wants me to pull over right there and wait until we know where we're going so we're not just 
driving around mm-hmm. well if you don't know where you're going it creates frustration for yeah. somebody it's right. also a loaded question for you though if it's a wife <laughs> and you don't answer that right I, you're, you're in right. trouble <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> maybe not <laughs> maybe not but i just think without that you know vision that clear communication of that vision it creates frustration both ways, you yeah. know, for yeah. those that want to go somewhere and then those that, you know, are kind of stuck. It yeah. Just and, uh, a, a part of the, of some of the teams that I've been a part of that had a really good culture, all of those members of that team had ownership in what that goal for that team was the yeah. only uh, way you get that too is if you let people feel like a part feel like they I mean, that everybody has to have ownership in what the team is doing and yeah. what their part is and and be bought in yeah to that perfect you know? I, a great example i was talking to a guy yesterday we've been working on something for a couple of weeks and um there was somebody in his office that wanted to be a part of it and he he this is what he said to me i want to include this person just because they're part of the team yeah so 30 30 minutes just took 30 minutes to include one more person in the process, a mm-hmm. simple thing, and that person 100% bought into what they're doing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they felt they were needed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, if you've got one in a, on that team that's not pulling in the same direction, it's just it that doesn't breed a good culture in that group, you know. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't. You're not going to have differences from here and there. You're definitely going to have that. That's part of a healthy culture too, though. Is from being able to walk, talk through it and yeah. work through the different ideas and the things that are going to come up within that team, you know, yeah. it has to be open. Yeah. And I've it, seen a few examples even recently where, um, not to say it was necessarily an unhealthy culture, but you can tell when there's potential for unhealthy culture and maybe it is unhealthy when, you know, when you get in those meetings or in that moment when something happens and your blood pressure starts to rise mm-hmm. and you just see somebody blow up because either, either, they're not getting their way or somebody didn't like their idea or whatever. And when it's a truly healthy culture, just because you have differences doesn't mean your blood pressure's got to rise and you mm-hmm. got to blow up or, cause I, I feel like this way. I've got a lot of ideas. Obviously I got some idea every day and probably half of them stupid. But if, if I, if I bring an idea to the table and three out of the four people sitting at the table are like, I don't know about that. I'm not gonna get butt hurt about it. Right. And blow up and be like, well, you guys suck. Mm-hmm. You know, some um, people do. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Though. Yeah. So that goes back to, um, and sometimes personally, we, we as individuals play a role in allowing that culture to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of a certain scenario right now that I won't talk about in depth, but um, if, if somebody blows up in a meeting it's there's a, there's some of that comes from maturity and experience obviously mm-hmm. and so people handle things different different ways like with what we've been doing for years nothing you know ruffles our feathers too bad but if it was in year one and somebody said that we might have responded a little different just because we hadn't didn't have experience and mm-hmm. we didn't know graphic design's a great example of that <laughs> oh lord <laughs> like <laughs> because graphic design is nothing more than an, 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 opinion. a creative's opinion opinion yeah. whether it's a logo or a catalog or a website or whatever and so i learned early on back in the early days when we mm-hmm. were doing work in the cattle industry that i couldn't have any feelings attached to my creative work mm-hmm. like i had to just do what i thought I liked anywhere what I thought they would like and if they absolutely hated it it was okay yeah 
And at the end of the day, they're paying the bills. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would definitely, and I did the first few times. I can think of a few mm-hmm. jobs we did when I was like, the marketing firm came back and was just like a thrash something I'd done. I thought it was the best thing I'd ever done. <laughs> and I come back and presented the next one, which is what they wanted. And I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever put together yeah. in my life. And they yeah. loved it. And yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, this is, I learned right there. Mm-hmm. I can't have a feeling, any feelings attached yeah. to something. You can, but you can't emotionally put them on display correct or in front of people you know right so but in a healthy culture you can handle all that in a professional way right and everybody knows at the end of the day you're working together for a common goal that's what I was and you say. want the best yeah outcome. if it's healthy you want and i think this is a good thing for people to remember if you're in a healthy culture you want everybody to win yeah it's not just about you getting the promotion or you making more money or you this it's about everybody is this going to benefit this person and is it going to benefit that person yeah what's it going to look like for the whole team you know that's that's a healthy culture yeah and it's you may you may not achieve that overnight Mm -hmm. if you're starting a business you know Um, definitely it it comes back to i think about the the way we've operated and it's obviously not perfect but the personnel is is so huge from from a get-go and Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know until you get into it that's why we do internship type stuff is because you can learn a lot about somebody in two or three months Mm -hmm. if not you know six Mm -hmm. months or for sure in 12 months but you can learn a lot about them and i I will say with at least our culture here it's on a small business scale but we have an incredible culture but we have incredible personnel as well Mm -hmm. that everybody trusts each other knows everybody's got their best interest at heart and that goes a long way it's kind of tricky when you're going through a hiring process, though. Yeah, because you, you don't want to mess that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's something as a, as a leader you've got to evaluate, too, is does this person flow with the culture? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they don't, I don't care how good they are. It can are. mess up the whole culture yeah. fast. It'll be like a virus in your organization, yeah. you know. That's definitely tricky on the leadership side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be a podcast in and of itself, how to make tough calls as a leader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because you got to if you want to grow, you've got to be able to say, you know what, you got a lot of in, in that scenario, you got to be able to look at somebody and say, you got a lot of gifts, a lot of talents, you're really good at this, yeah, but you suck at that, yeah. and if you don't fix it, you're done. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And um, and it's much easier to do that on the front end. Oh yeah, than it is two years down the road, and you're oh, still absolutely still battling the same stupidity or problems Mm -hmm. or whatever you know and it may be something that's a big deal to that individual Mm -hmm. you know but at the end of the day if it's not the team and the culture is not approving of what's happening in my experience most people just need you to tell them the truth and they can fix it or they'll or they'll eliminate themselves from the culture yeah yeah if you just be honest yeah and we've seen that happen in the early years where B and I knew some changes probably needed to happen a couple times, mm-hmm. and and at the end of the day, the culture took care of itself, and they eliminated themselves mm-hmm. without us even having to say nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it may not always pan out that way, mm-hmm. but I think if the culture's right, um, your culture defines everything else. Mm-hmm. The individuals, if they don't fit it, they're going to either they'll either fit it or they won't, mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll work their way out if you don't allow it to drag on too long. And some individuals' values or things change over time, too. I mean, just because yeah. somebody somebody may have fit in that culture in the beginning of something or, you know, at, at a point in time in that. And then as they matured or their uh, goals changed or whatever, then they may fall out of, you know, where they don't fit in that culture anymore. And then, and then it's either, you know, up to the leader to mm-hmm. – 
address that or them themselves realizing that and pulling out of yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that, again, we're talking about organizations with healthy cultures. If you're in a healthy culture and you have something shift inside of you, mm-hmm. um, you'll be able to. If come. we want to be official podcasters, we would say pivot something pivot inside of you. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not saying that. We're <laughs> no, unofficial then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if you're in a healthy culture and your your beliefs or your whatever you said, I don't remember the word you use. Something changes. Well, your goals you, or yeah, your, your what, goals change mm-hmm. your life situation. A healthy culture, you can go to your uh, superior, your boss, your supervisor, whoever that might be that you would report to and um, tell them. Yeah, you can talk, talk, talk it through. Figure through. that out. I've been in part of some cultures where if something changed, you didn't tell anybody. Couldn't until, say nothing. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. knew right then you're done. That's mm-hmm. not healthy, you know. No. no. Um, it's not good for your organization because, one, it leaves a hole that somebody has to fill that probably doesn't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Two, it puts you in a place where you could fail as an organ, you know, organization. And, you know, as three, it's, it's just not very good for people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And a lot of that, obviously, it, we talk about everything rises and falls on leadership and it does and that's a prime example of it with whoever is leading whatever the organization is if people don't feel like they can come to you mm-hmm. and and talk to you about anything there's a good chance it's not 100 percent healthy yeah and and i would tell you <laughs> and it's what, gonna go from way what, downhill from yeah there. from it just snowballs over time downhill and nobody says nothing for three months or six months yeah. or a year and then all of a sudden there's an explosion yeah well and, you can take this to the bank if the people in your organization aren't willing or able or feel comfortable talking to you, you can write it down. They're talking to somebody else about <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. That's and so that, true. That's, that's just that's toxic. That's further taking your, mm-hmm. your culture down the wrong road. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So there's a, there's a wise nugget there, Cody. If, if, if you are the leader of an organization, I know we have several, you've got to self-evaluate mm-hmm. and ask yourself, do I have an inviting culture mm-hmm. that allows that in my organization? Mm-hmm. And, you're the only one that, well, actually they can help you answer that. Mm-hmm. So what's some practical things someone can maybe do to evaluate if they have a healthy culture? What do you think, B? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so as a leader of a healthy culture and, and so what I've, what I've seen on teams that I've been on that I think helps maintain and further build that culture is Figuring a way to incorporate the people of that culture with them and their families, like so, events or um, I, I don't even know what to call it. Just ways that you can social get every ways. social ways to outside of business, yeah. social ways to bring those people in that on that team and their families all together where your wife gets to know my wife and your wife yeah. and kids yeah. and and then it becomes more than just work a work yeah. atmosphere and and even if if you go home at night and and you're talking to your wife about this or that or this person and they not only know who that is they know their wives they may have a relationship with that person now and their kids and and i think that just is something once you have your team built and it's something that just can concrete or you know yeah it's chemistry pull everything yeah. together yeah. Um, i've seen it in every team that i've been on on the corporate side of things when we have events where i can bring my family and then my customers get to bring their families and we all have a meeting and and, and everybody's together 
that does more for my business than anything we could probably do because when i go see that customer next time it's not just a conversation about that yeah hey how's carmen doing how the kids blah 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 how are your kids you know it it just becomes more of a relationship yeah than just a job yeah Yeah. i've actually talked a little bit with my, my wife this week about that we were just talking about trade shows and it's hard to when you haven't ever been to one in our line of work, how important we were talking about it before the podcast today about how important they are from a business aspect as well. Even if you're not gaining a client there or making a sale, so to speak, just the networking and building relationships with people um, is huge to, mm-hmm. to the, in our, in our industry, the, the culture of the industry, even there's good and bad that comes with that. But I know for us as a business and the clients we have, if it's the, for that alone, if nothing else, being there and just relationship building, grow and getting to know, like you said, a little bit about their life, stuff outside of the yeah. business we're doing. Everything that I've, most of my success in my life can be tracked back to relationships yeah. that yeah. I've have or built or am building. And any industry is small i don't care what industry you're in and people tend to move around within that industry a lot of times yeah and the more relationships you can have in whatever that is that you're working in the better off you're going to be yeah. from now and on down the road because yeah. those relationships could change the positions of those people in those relationships could change with companies or within that company and the next thing you know you may have a very tight relationship with the top dog of some company yeah. at some point in time. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it, it all boils back to relationships. Yeah. yeah. I was going to go, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that that's another little point there. If, Cause I've, I know people that are trying to get in the outdoor industry specifically and they were like, we were 10 or 15 years ago. They're like, I don't know anybody. Yeah. Well, then that falls back on you to mm-hmm. figure out how do you got to get in those places and environments to, to get to know people mm-hmm. to even find out if you want to be in that mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was going to answer that question of how do you become, if you're the leader, how do you be more inviting? Oh, yeah. The, with a real more practical aspect. I mean, like, that is practical, but I was going to do the. You know, I tell my kids all the time, you do to other people what you want them to do to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Pretty simple. Yeah, yeah pretty simple. So um, if you're, I, we were down in uh, Alabama back into October or something like that. And we went into this facility for the first time and it was like seven in the morning. And the, uh, the guy <laughs> who ran the facility, he opened up the door. Hey guys. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, we hadn't even had coffee. Yet. Like, <laughs> he's jacked up, excited to see us. And I watched him the whole morning. Um, and just made a mental note. People, uh, they are more willing to be a part of your life if you're willing to be a part of theirs. And mm-hmm. and so I watched him. He was very energetic with everybody he talked to, touched people on the shoulders, and they immediately, you yeah. know, they responded to that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so just do to other people what you want them to do to you. If you're the leader, it helps. I'm not saying you have to be a pushover. Or, do I need to touch you, know, you on the shoulder more? No, you don't got to touch me on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's what he Good did. Good deal. And yeah, you stay on your side of the table, I'll stay on mine. That's in Alabama, though. They're different anyway, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alabama and Texas and Missouri, and they're all different. Yeah. Right? Or maybe we're different. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we are. I was going to say, y'all just hit three states that are all around us. <laughs> maybe us. Maybe us. <laughs> there's probably something to that yeah you might not look into that <laughs> yeah i mean there's so many different ways you could talk about culture yeah. i think i think for this purpose um 
it no matter what position you're in because we all play a role in the culture if you're right. a part of a organization which most people listening are mm-hmm. unless they're even if you're a, a, we got some young people that listen they're part of cultures too in organizations mm-hmm. whether it's a basketball team or football team or or choir or, or the educational system or, or, yeah anything yeah. most everybody that listens in is a part of some kind of organization and so i think we have to take personal responsibility to evaluate what we bring to the table with the culture does our culture mm-hmm. does what our our morals and beliefs you know fit with the culture we're in hopefully they do most mm-hmm. of the time and if they don't then that's the time to step step back and ask yourself mm-hmm. either what can i do to better be a part of this culture or help the culture or maybe i need to find a different culture yeah. to be a part of if, if what i'm in is is not fitting you know yeah. And I think most of the time, you know that. I think most of the time, people, even people listening right now could ask themselves, do I absolutely love where I'm at and what mm-hmm. I'm doing? And if the answer is yes, you're probably in a decent culture. Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, then there may be some red flags there that you need to ask yourself, you know, is there something I could do better? Or do I need to evaluate potentially moving to a different culture that fits more of my, mm-hmm. you know, the way I, I operate? Yeah, yeah, Definitely. So I'm not saying just go bail ship and quit no, your job. Well, I'm a firm out. believer that no matter what the culture is around you, you can still make a difference of some sort. Oh, yeah. You know, you can help help it get better while you're on your way out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we've even talked about transition. that. We've talked about leadership in the past. It's been a long, several episodes ago, I'm sure. But we talked about, you know, how to lead when you're not the leader. Yeah. And we get to do that all the time. I don't know how many organizations we're a part of that we're not the leader, but we get the lead. Yeah. And we just take the ownership side of that to, to help make a difference yeah. and, and try to help whether it's grow their business or help them individually with decisions. Right. Or, I mean, I don't know how many conversations I have a week that don't even have anything to do with the business that we're marketing for, you know? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's every week, almost every day, we're having some type of conversation with people on an individual level. A lot of times a personal level of something they're dealing with with family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that just, it just gives you the opportunity to lead that individual for that moment. Yeah. And the more you do that and the more, you know, beneficial and effective you can be, the more influence you're going to have mm-hmm. with that organization down oh, the road. Yeah. We've seen that for years. Yeah. I mean, it comes up all the time. It's like in sales teams are, notorious for it i mean you get something driven down from the top and everybody goes to bat well we need this we need to do it this way and everybody's calling everybody well there's an opportunity to be a leader Mm -hmm. if you're on that team say well you know step back look be positive about the situation because more than likely y'all aren't going to change it it's not going to (laughs) change right you know if it's a directive but help help figure out how to make it work for everybody you know be that positive person there yeah you know that just builds that culture up instead of the all the negative that's going on yeah around it Yeah. yeah and sometimes that you know sometimes when there is that negative you've got to decide is there change necessary mm-hmm. if you are the leader you try to do like you said be positive and and give every opportunity you can mm-hmm. for them to change and be a part of the culture in a better you know better way or um that's the toughest part that people run into is when they need they know they need to make a change but they're not willing to mm-hmm. and lord knows that uh when you tolerate something so long it's not doing anything but to help the organization you can't sacrifice the organization over one individual mm-hmm. you know I was talking with that coach today about that I was mentioning earlier and he said I've got a scenario right now with one individual on the team and he said I'm not willing to sacrifice the other 80 athletes mm-hmm. over one great athlete yeah. that's got a lot of character issues and things that are not going well right now and so I think you have to be able to sit back and 
from a big picture point of view and say what is best for the team. Yeah. And it's tough calls sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and <clears throat> this is from experience too. If if you are part of a team that that has some negativity coming down from the top, that will take care of itself in time. Yeah. If if that person at the top is driving a negative culture, yeah. That person it will take care of itself in time. Yeah. Cuz you will not have the success that you can without that, you know. Yeah. And with that you would with positive things coming down from the top. Yeah. It's different at every level but the principles are the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the size of the business organization, obviously small business or large scale business, but the principles are there um when it comes to culture and it comes back to people personalities and, mm-hmm. and morals and beliefs and mm-hmm. how you operate mm-hmm. um and you can you can tell if 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 you get into an organization and you've got a leader that and this is things we all have to ask ourselves is do we give as much as we take mm-hmm. do we take more than we give and if the answer is we we see ourselves taking more we really and you're the only one that can answer that mm-hmm. you know um that's a tough one for mm-hmm. self-evaluation but that plays into the culture if you've got everybody on the team that is given and willing to do whatever it takes to better the team, then it's probably a healthy organization. Mm, yeah. But it seems like the bigger the organizations are, you're always going to have one or two that seem to just be more concerned <laughs> about their self or team. Oh, yeah. And that's challenging. You know? That's very true. It's But it's but it's the reality. Yeah. And so dealing with that can be tricky sometimes. And I think for me, I want to make sure I always try to evaluate and do a better job of of – asking that question do i give more than i take do i take more than i give what's the answer to that and if it's not what you like then let's change it and try to Mm -hmm. do a better job of it and it takes a lot of self-reflection on a pretty regular basis yeah because it's easy for all of us to get stuck in that oh absolutely that place of well how's this going to benefit me Mm -hmm. yeah you know and it has to benefit you obviously if you're part of a culture and you're in a job from a career you've obviously got to get paid yeah but um at the end of the day your success for the future is, is going to be built more on what you've given more so than, than what you've taken. Yeah. You know? And so interesting conversation, Cody. I agree. Absolutely. There's a I mean, topic. We barely even touch the surface. Oh, to be yeah, honest. There's, there's so many different ways you could go with that. At the end of the day, I think we just all have to evaluate. Are we in a healthy culture? If so, awesome. What can we do to make it even better? And if yeah. not, what does it look like for us to change, be a part of the solution mm-hmm. or, do we need to change the culture we're in? Right. You know? Yeah. And that's a tough decision to make sometimes, but sometimes it's the right decision right. too. So I like it. I think there's a lot of different ways we could go. We might need to expand on this down the road and actually pull up some notes so we don't forget something because there's, so <laughs> there's a lot of ways that one can go. Yeah. But, you know, I think, I think about, I love football and sports and college, college sports mainly. And I think about, you can see this in recruiting and stuff all the time where you've got schools that kids are beating down the doors to get in. And then you've got some that are like, yeah, yeah, I'll go there if something better don't come along. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's all about the culture, It's all about the culture yep. Yep. and the leadership. And, yeah. and it doesn't mean there's one right leadership style either. Oh no. I, I think about two that popped to mind that are polar opposites. In my opinion is, is Clemson and Alabama. You look at Dabo Sweeney and the way his culture is versus Nick Saban's culture. They're yep. like, yeah, it's not day. Well, they they but they both win. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. It, it's yeah. not to say one leadership style is the right way. Right. Um, but I don't know a lot of ways to skin a cat for sure. Definitely. 
So, well, there's some food for thought anyway. You got anything else, Cody B? Um, that's it for me. I'm good. I feel like we just scratched the surface. I think you're right on that. <laughs> but that'll get, I think part of what we do is we get people thinking about about it and somebody might email us and say, hey, that's what I learned or this mm-hmm. is what stood out to me. Or, or you forgot to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. And then, then we have podcast material for next time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, we got a uh, Christmas is almost here. Next week. Just about. It's almost here. Yeah. So what are you guys going to do? I'm going to go down a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us that ho, ho, ho again? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't that fit that. That sounded more like the jelly, the green giant than it did Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for ho, 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 green giant. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think Santa, I hope he comes down my chimney this year and he just hits the ground and says, yeah, but <laughs> if I, he does, will you call me? I'll drive dude, back from Missouri he, to be if there. If he does, I'm gonna get out of my bed and come in there and personally give him a glass of milk and a cookie. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. We probably better close out on yeah, that. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Hope you've enjoyed the show today. Until next time, peace out. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us for the leadership sessions of the Tour Twelve Podcast. Our goal is to help you live your passion in business, leadership, and life, and we would love to hear how these conversations are impacting you. If you want to share your story or give us feedback, hit us up on Instagram or email us at feedback at tour12.com. As always, it would mean a lot to our team if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and invite your friends to join us in living their passion.